Welcome to the Penguin Magic Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Tate. We are back with another special episode covering performers during the COVID-19 epidemic. A few days ago, I spoke with John Armstrong, who had been at sea on a cruise ship unable to make port due to the virus. Last night, I spoke with Tom Crosby, who was aboard a ship with confirmed cases. For those of you unfamiliar with Tom, he is a wonderful entertainer based in the UK who performs on cruise ships all over the world. Now, we've been trying to get this performing nerd, his words not mine, in for a Penguin live act, but he's just so busy we haven't been able to work out the dates. Tom just got home from being aboard the MS Bramer, operated by Fred Olson Cruise Lines. Now, this particular ship has made headlines around the world after multiple passengers tested positive for COVID-19. Tom was gracious enough to speak to me by phone, and now you get to join our conversation. Tom Crosby, thanks so much for joining me here on the Penguin Magic Podcast. I uh, really appreciate you taking time uh, to speak to me so soon after getting home from a cruise ship that had <laughs> confirmed cases of coronavirus. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, so <laughs> I guess, um, can you tell our listeners a little bit about how that unfolded? Because uh, I, I spoke to John Armstrong, an episode, the episode that came out just a few days ago, and there were no cases on his, but I imagine it was very different with you since there were, there were confirmed cases aboard. Yeah, it was it was definitely an experience. So uh, we were due we were due to join the ship on like the twenty seventh of February, um, but because basically the entire Caribbean went on lockdown, uh, we ended up. So my my fiance and I we flew out to the Dominican Republic, um, where we were supposed to be joining, uh, but because everywhere went on lockdown, we ended up stuck in a hotel in the DR for like four nights, oh, wow. uh, and then ended up flying to Saint Martin to join the ship. Um, and then everything kind of everything went downhill from there. Uh, yeah, we 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 had some suspected cases on board, uh, which turned into confirmed cases. And like, if it was difficult trying to get into ports without any suspected cases, yeah, we had like I think it was five confirmed cases by the end, and it was like four staff and one passenger. Um, it was all like very well contained. Like you know, they were yeah. locked in their cabins mm. and. They were being brought room service by people in hazmat suits. Like, it was crazy. So, but, yeah, I should point out for anyone listening here is that when they quarantine you on a cruise ship, they, they do continue to take care of you. They don't just, like, lock you oh, in yeah. a stateroom and throw <laughs> yeah, away yeah, the key. Yeah. You, you're not just abandoned. Yeah. Uh, no, no, they, they, they really do make an effort. Um, mm. And, yeah, like, you mustn't get me wrong. Those people are not enjoying themselves. No. Like, they are trapped in a cabin with a tv and room service mm. and a shower and that's pretty much it um but yeah uh, they, they did they did what they could so um, you so you started in a hotel uh in saint martin was it uh in the dominican, dominican republic. republic so you yeah. so you, you flew there before everything was really starting to go down and, and you were yeah when we, we were fully expecting to join the ship straight away mm-hmm. um but then did... the, the dominican republic basically refused to let the ship dock Okay. Uh, so we flew there, and literally, as soon as we got off the plane, the first thing we were told was, "Yeah, your your ship's not coming in. Uh, you're going to a hotel instead." Were there were so, there confirmed cases or suspected cases aboard already, or was it just sort of preventative measures that the government, the local government, was taking? Uh, not just this ship, but all ships not being allowed to dock. Or yeah. Do, do you so know? Uh, at that point, I'm. It it gets a little blurry at that point, but I'm I'm fairly sure that there were some suspected cases on board, mm-hmm. which turned out to be nothing. Okay. But because they were suspected, mm-hmm. everyone's on like a super high alert. Yeah. And yeah, it was mad. Um, 
and then like three i think we had three maybe four nights in a hotel and don't get me wrong the hotel we were staying in was incredible oh your and, your facebook like, the, the the images that you were putting up on yeah. facebook were like it was i think there was a sort of playfulness to the way you said like the this this hellish misery that you were in or something <laughs> like that <laughs> oh yeah no it was it was awful uh no it was honestly that the hotel we, we couldn't fault it it mm-hmm. was like five-star luxury resort like all-inclusive drinks and and of course while i'm there i wasn't working so i was we, we were just enjoying ourselves yeah um it seems yeah, like it, the, it the most idyllic place to be uh trapped in the middle of a worldwide yeah, pandemic it, it, if you're going to be stranded somewhere uh, in the middle of this outbreak yeah like you can send me back there any day <laughs> of the week no it was great uh but so yeah, so what was yeah, so up, what what was the decision to get on the ship uh, hearing that there may be coronavirus on there was it just I I need to go work it'll be fine or did you not know before you got on Well so the the plane that we flew out on was it was a chartered flight uh that was full of passengers that were also joining Oh okay So there were like I guess what 300 on our flight mm-hmm. uh and so all of them were put up in the hotel as well for a mm-hmm. few nights um and so at this point so, you just don't there's like no other way home at this point it's, no, it's either get on the yeah. ship we, or we are we are entirely in their hands mm-hmm. um and th- there was probably a bit of an element of even if we wanted to go home right now like even if we wanted to just say mm-hmm. forget this and make our own way home that would cost me a lot of work in future you know what i mean yeah. like just completely leaving the company in the lurch mm-hmm. um again not, not that i wanted to because at that point they had uh we'd at least by the time we ended up joining the ship, they'd confirmed that it was not a case of coronavirus mm-hmm. and uh, pretty much all the passengers that were on at the time ended up flying back. Gotcha. So, yeah, so, they, 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 they'd all gone home. So you get on, so you finally get on the ship and then, yeah. and then there are they're more suspected cases which they then confirm. Which Do you know how they confirm those aboard a ship? Because I can't imagine they have like a well-equipped medical laboratory on they, the ship. Yeah, so uh, I... One of the islands we went to, and I forget which one it was, maybe Jamaica, because mm-hmm. we were due to be going to Mexico, but because the ship was delayed and we missed a few days of the cruise, mm-hmm. uh, rather than going to Mexico, we went to Jamaica and then just carried on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was Jamaica. They got some actual testing kits. Oh, okay. And, and they, they, they got a few a few kits, which gives you a preliminary result in like four or five hours. Mm-hmm. And then the results need to be sent to, I believe it's the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that takes a couple of days to get like an official concrete result. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the preliminary result came back. And I, I still remember um, that the, the captain made an announcement because we were being kept well informed all the while. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the captain made an announcement over the tannoy. And he basically said, yeah, our... Our worst fears have been confirmed. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. It's it's not going to end well for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so at that yeah. point, was the it was just the passengers who were affected were quarantined, or was everyone confined to their stateroom? Uh, no, no. So everyone was was still pretty much allowed to go about their business. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to a hygiene code red, which mm-hmm. means like. Uh, I mean, you must get me wrong. If if you've never been on a cruise ship, there are there is someone pretty much at every door with hand sanitizer, like making sure everything's going you know making sure everyone's everyone's clean or there, there is at least hand sanitizer yeah. in every doorway um code red means like you're being forced to hand sanitize like every five minutes mm. everywhere you go somebody's there with a bottle making sure you wash your hands um, wow. the, the buffet is still going but you can no longer serve yourself it's very much you point to the food and say yeah, i'll have some of that and some mm. guy like scoops your food on um yeah, it, it was it was a weird situation. Mm-hmm. But the, the weirdest point it got to was as soon as 
it was announced publicly, like the social distancing, mm-hmm. uh, the theater locked down. So n- nobody was allowed in the theater to, to discourage people from sitting too close together, oh. um, which was very interesting because I was booked to do a show the night the night that they announced that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I kind of, as soon as it was announced over the tannoy, I found the cruise director and uh, who's basically the head of entertainment and yeah. said, look, I, I can't do a show with no one in the, in the room. Like it just, it just doesn't work. Yeah. And uh, he, he was very understanding and mm-hmm. I, I don't think he expected me to. Um, so when I say nobody in the room that they wanted to keep the camera on, whatever was going on and broadcast it to people's rooms to encourage people to stay in the room. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, uh, which doesn't really work for me. Mm -hmm. Um, We ended up doing a couple of things where we had like other people from the entertainment department in the audience Mm -hmm. and just to kind of create some atmosphere. Cause on the first night, the show company, like a group of like eight singers and dancers did a full evening show. And after every song, there's just this really awkward silence. Yeah, and it was so uncomfortable. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, but I yeah, we we got through it. We did a couple of a couple of things. So you um, did, so you did some sort of like impromptu shows where not your full show, which has got lots of audience participation. You were sort of yeah. creating a new show on the fly. It was it was cobbled together. Uh, mm-hmm. One thing we did actually a couple of times was uh, if we need like truly random audience participation, yeah, uh, we got people to phone in. Oh, that's be- awesome! Be- because there was a phone in the sound desk. Uh, people were phoning in, and we had someone in the sound desk relaying it over the microphone. Like uh, we, one one night we did like a panel discussion. Uh, me, the comedian, uh, the singer, and the cruise director did like a panel discussion uh, where people phoned in with questions, and it was yeah, you know, what? it worked really well. That is uh, fantastic. So like almost like a like a Radio Four panel show, but uh, <laughs> from yeah, something from, like that. That's... Uh, I mean, it, it was more like a Q and A. Think uh, yeah. like. Conan or oh, uh, gotcha. Or, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, it was it worked really well. Um there was also it, you know it was a really weird atmosphere around the ship. Mm-hmm. Um because basically about like oh I don't know how long we were on there in total actually I didn't check, but like after a certain point it stopped being a cruise. Like mm-hmm. th- there was more or less a point where the captain turned around and went, Yeah, the the, the, the cruise is over now. <laughs> you know, this th- like we're we're just trying to get you home. Yeah, like that. That's what we're trying to do. Uh, end of like, um. So, but you could really feel it because everyone on the ship was in the same situation. It was only a small cruise ship. There's what like a thousand people on board. Yeah, uh, which doesn't sound small for a boat, but it is. You know, it's a small cruise ship. Um, and yeah, like you'd see the same faces around, and everyone was so friendly. And mm-hmm. there were a couple of people complaining, but that's the nature of the beast but to be expected was, in a situation like this i mean it's yeah yeah there were a few unhappy people but most people like oh like on, on the last day they put a uh, a tip jar on the uh, on like reception i mm-hmm. guess services yeah for all the staff because all the staff were pulling double duties yeah like the the show company uh who are basically there to do shows in the evening mm-hmm. and occasionally host a quiz or or, or the bingo or whatever uh the, the poor show company were doing like every day they were doing a show they were doing hand sanitizer at the door in the restaurant mm-hmm. they were doing uh oh they were answering the phone to room service because there were so many people staying in their cabins wow uh, it was it was just like they were working so hard and yeah. same goes for the bar staff and the restaurant staff were just mm-hmm. you know working every hour that, that was sent um yeah, because so if you they, can't go lay on the sun deck, you're gonna drink and eat. I guess you're <laughs> staying at the bar, yeah. especially because after after the cruise officially ended, because that's the thing, people were due to fly home on the twelfth, and I think we didn't end up leaving until the 
oh gosh, uh, I think the seventeenth um, oh. was when we ended up flying home. Because so where where did you you ended up in? I just read a news article on it uh, right before I called. In uh, you ended up in Cuba, right? We did. Okay. So, uh, well, initially we tried to go to the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. So th- there's this old maritime thing. Oh, sorry. What I was going to say about, about the tip box yeah. was uh, it was it was really heartwarming because we had a look at the tip box on the last day. And even though some people were complaining and kicking off during the cruise on the last day, that tip box was full to bursting. That's like so people good. were just so like it was really heartwarming, genuinely yeah. really nice to see. I think uh, a lot so, of people don't understand like those ti- those extra tips for the the rest of the cruise staff really make a huge difference in those people's lives, yeah. and it, it's oh so important to tip them. Uh, well, and also like we we as Brits, we're mm. not a tipping nation. Like yeah. we, we we you know we we're not big tippers at the best of times so like when we do start giving tips mm-hmm. that means something you know yeah. what i mean like that's yeah. it's got this really nice uh, nice feel to it well i think for some uh, of our so, listeners who may not be familiar uh, there, there's very little tipping in british culture because most of the time that gratuity would be baked into whatever you're doing so it's it's a very different culture from because most of our listeners are americans and just don't yeah. have a concept of that uh yeah i mean also we tend to pay our waiter and waitresses like a decent living wage yeah, yeah. uh which seems to be a difference over there but uh, yeah yeah it's uh, definitely a conversation for another time but uh, I'm, I'm with you <laughs> on that. yeah right uh anyway so mm-hmm. we uh we we tried to get into a few different ports mm-hmm. uh no one would have us mm-hmm. um eventually we end up heading back to the bahamas because mm-hmm. even though it's a british ship mm-hmm. uh well it's a norwegian cruise line but it's mm-hmm. mostly brits on board uh the ship itself is registered in the bahamas okay which means that they have a moral obligation in maritime law to take us in and look after us. Yeah. Uh, so we went to the Bahamas, expecting to be able to fly home from there, and instead they offered us humanitarian aid. <laughs> so they, uh, which what, means, they airdropped bagels on you guys? What, what, what well, is... c- kind of. So here's what happened, right? They ended up, uh, like we were told we were getting food and medical supplies and a couple of medical staff, because the medical bay was quite short-staffed. Mm-hmm. Um, because no one was expecting this. Uh, so, yeah, we knew we were getting food, medical supplies, and a couple of staff. Uh, what actually happened was we docked a couple of miles off one of the, uh, one of the islands in the Bahamas. Uh, the Bahamian government sailed a ship full of this food and supplies mm-hmm. out like two miles away from us. <laughs> they dropped anchor and got in a boat and sailed home. So they left this ship abandoned, floating a couple of miles away from us. Whoa! And, like, it was a spectacle. But the, the staff on board our ship, like, went out in a boat and, like, had to tie this thing to us just to get the food on. And apparently uh, the, the government were, like, coming back two days later to pick the ship up. That is it was, wild. It was crazy. It was It was insane. The whole experience was uh, was kind of mad. So you were you able to, like, watch this happen? Yeah, oh, I have some great photos. <laughs> Trust me, like when the money gets short, I'm selling this to the press. Oh, absolutely. Uh, no, it was it was it was quite a spectacle and bless them, the guys from our ship just trying to wrangle this like basically a ghost ship. Yeah. This is like at 9 at night as well, so it was it was not an easy job. Oh man. Um, yeah, and those ships are big and difficult to deal with in the best of times. Yeah. Um so th- yeah. so you guys get sort of resupplied. Um Yeah, so we get resupplied and the following day uh, so at, at this point we know that the British government have gotten involved mm-hmm. uh that they're trying to find us. I think at this point and I I may be paraphrasing here, the ship at this point was no longer under the control of the cruise line. Uh it was now under the control of the British government. Wow. 
Yeah, so, uh, which so, was just nuts. So now, so uh, I guess the captain is now answering to a different sort of command in the. In yeah, this case. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how that works. I yeah. think the captain was still like in charge of the ship itself, but yeah, yeah he's probably no longer answering to the head of the cruise lines. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, but yeah, um, so the following day after we got this humanitarian aid, uh, it took us two days. We finally got to Cuba. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the morning of the 18th, we ended up uh, finally being able to get off the ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the military, uh, the Cuban military did an emergency evacuation for 600 passengers, uh, including ourselves. And oh, By uh, emergency evacuation, do you mean they like helicoptered you off of the... Uh, no, no, we, we were allowed to dock. Okay. Uh, we were siphoned between shipping containers onto, I think it worked out being like over 30 buses. Uh, and every one of these buses was driven by some poor Cuban bus driver who was like head to toe in hazmat gear and like full face mask and like everything that was clearly going to be burned as soon as we left. Oh, man. Um, because said- I don't know if you know, Cuba still doesn't have any confirmed cases. Like they're they're oh, they're, they're yeah. keeping really clear of it all. So they um, they just they don't want to deal with it in any way, shape, or form. So that makes a lot of sense why they were so careful. And you, it you was said, mad. You said sh- so, shuttle between shipping containers, or oh yeah. So literally, uh, as soon as you get off the gangway in the ship, mm-hmm. there were two shipping containers making sure that we couldn't defect or go anywhere else like it was just oh, straight from like the rats in a, of the ship. like rats in a maze like like two they, uh, yeah, they used them absolutely. as walls okay just being siphoned straight down into this <laughs> uh, into this bus um so uh, just, i i know you're not done with back. your story yet but i just want to say i cannot wait for the uh the film uh of you <laughs> the film version of this and and i i don't even know who i want you to, to play you in in this film yeah I, I still haven't gotten that narrowed down yet but uh <laughs> Yeah, it was it was kind of mad. So, um, so you get on this bus and they they take you straight to the airport, or do they? Well, do they do? yes. So th- there were four flights that were leaving. Mm-hmm. Four flights, uh, and this is where my information gets a little hazy because we don't really know what happened to one of the flights. Uh, we know that it landed. We know that everyone got back safe. Mm-hmm. But uh, the first three flights, mm-hmm. uh, they were was it green, blue, and black flights mm-hmm. uh, were all going back to Heathrow, going back to London. Mm-hmm. And people that didn't fly out from London had to get on a bus back to Manchester or wherever we, we left from. Okay. Uh, the fourth flight, which was the last one to leave, was the red flight. Mm-hmm. And the red flight was for people that were showing symptoms and for people with confirmed cases oh. that, that were fit enough to travel. Okay. Um, and I believe, and this is a little bit of speculation because we mm-hmm. don't know how confirmed this is mm-hmm. uh we believe that they got flown straight to an raf base uh, a, a military base in the uk yeah uh and are still being quarantined there wow yeah yeah it's it's crazy how uh so you and were you asked to quarantine or do any sort of like self-quarantine upon getting um, home or it was recommended that we self-isolate mm-hmm. so my fiance and i were, were self-isolating at the moment mm-hmm. on day two uh and our, I'll tell you what, our body clocks are still so all over the place. Like a combination of jet lag and traveling for like so many hours. But neither oh, yeah, neither of you are showing symptoms. You both appear to be no, fine right now. We feel fine, but also we're in good enough health that I imagine even if we did have cases, we yeah. might not show too much. So who knows? Better mm-hmm. safe than sorry. Um, we're avoiding seeing the family and anything like that for the time being. And um, my fiance works in the health service, so oh, okay. she's definitely keeping a distance. Yeah. So. so she does. She doesn't want to add to any sort of uh, any issues that are going how is Absolutely. the have you 
been keeping up with how the virus is being dealt with in uh, the UK at the moment? Or are you sort of just steering clear of everything and trying to get your head screwed back on straight? I mean, I'm aware of what's going on in the UK, mm-hmm. uh, which, uh, yeah, it's 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 not the best situation, but mm-hmm. we're, we're dealing with it as we can. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're just keeping our distance from anyone and everyone. Uh, like, put it this way, we're currently at like a little after 11 at night over here. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we just went out for a walk and it was like just any time we saw someone coming the other way, it's like, okay, keep a wide berth. Yeah. Just because, God, if we do have it, mm-hmm. we'd hate to spread it any further. Oh, absolutely. Um, so I, what I was going to say, the, the, the buses went straight from the ship to the airport. Mm-hmm. The press at the airport was insane. There were oh. must have been like a good two or three dozen photographers and journalists wow. uh, trying to take photos. Actually, we just found out we made it onto Sky News right before getting off the ship. Oh, congratulations. Uh, Is this the first time like, you've been yeah, on television? Or? <laughs> uh, it's the first time I've been on Sky News. Oh, uh, what? Another thing to add to the resume. Absolutely. Uh, five stars. Uh, but they, uh, yeah, so, and then, then we got put straight on this these planes, which, because it was an evacuation, like it wasn't mm-hmm. a holiday, it wasn't a, it wasn't, you know, a vacation flight, it was an evacuation. Mm-hmm. Even though the flight was, what, like nine and a half hours? Yeah. Uh, they had uh, no hot food, very little drinks. We were basically living off pretzels and bags of chips. Oh. Uh, or crisps, to give them their proper name. Yes. Um, but yeah, it was... Uh, it was crazy. It was it was just a weird experience, start to finish. Well, thanks so much for sharing it with us, and uh, and I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry you had to go through that, but uh, I pre- I really appreciate you taking some time to to tell our listeners about this. Um, that Not is... at all. As I say, it's going to make for a good story in a few months. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I uh, just out of curiosity, was there any magic that you created uh, on the ship for these impromptu shows that's going straight into your main show or? Uh... Okay, so. Uh... On the ships, I am I am not a magician. I don't call myself a magician. Okay. Uh, I call myself a performing nerd. Everything I do is like <laughs> allegedly either memory skill or, or skill based or something like that. It's, yeah. uh, it, but it means that I, on on the ship, I'm not claiming to be a magician, and mm-hmm. people leave my shows thinking I'm not a magician, mm-hmm. uh, which means, you know, like if if I was a magician, I would I would have had a great time. Like, you know, oh, you mind if I borrow a lemon? Can I borrow a knife? You know, can I borrow some poker chips? Off, yeah. You know, just like bust out everything from max maven's dvd from you know whatever you know the nothing dvd that was great oh yeah uh but um but yeah no i i couldn't do any of that so i uh i don't know if you do you know the app i thump yes i do yeah it's fantastic so i uh i had a real problem because the the dream would be to use something with i thump Mm -hmm. uh, as like some kind of pseudo memory demonstration well not pseudo a Mm -hmm. memory demonstration yeah uh and then have somebody off stage queuing me and what have you. Um, made easier by the fact that there was no one in the room. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> I say the off stage queuing could have been a little easier. But uh, yeah, so the only peak device I had with me was the uh, the new Peak Smith, mm-hmm. uh, which, yeah, anyway, I had that with me, which didn't work with iThump. Oh. And uh, everyone on the ship was given free Wi Fi, which meant that the Wi Fi was horrendous <laughs> uh, because. Everyone and their dog was trying to FaceTime back home just to try and make contact. Oh, no. Uh, so uh, they ended up limiting it, so it was just social media and emails. I messaged uh, Ian Pigeon, who made uh, iThump, yeah. and said, is there any way you can get it working with PeakSmith mm-hmm. uh, while I'm on this ship using just social media and the email with like attachments being horrendous? Uh, and you know what? All credit to him. He was a savior. He spent like three days and no a couple way. of testers back home 
and he got it working uh, with just a single link in an email that worked. That's incredible. Uh, so, yeah. Um, but that's definitely going straight in the show because uh, mm. it ended up being uh, <laughs> being amazing. And the fact it's been custom made is always a bonus. <laughs> that is spectacular. So yeah. you, you may have, uh, you single-handedly uh, in, in developed, or, or not single-handedly, obviously you had a team, but you, you because of the horrendous situation, you, you dramatically improved an app for all magicians everywhere. <laughs> well, he said it was something he was already working on, oh, uh, which okay. I, I fully believe, but mm-hmm. but the, the, the fact he, uh, he managed to, to, to come out with it immediately. What does they say? Uh, necessity is the mother of invention. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, yeah, it was it was amazing. Uh, so massive shout out to Ian Pitchin. And everyone should go buy iThump. Oh, absolutely. I, <laughs> I know a couple of people who use it in their show and the it's 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 like having actual powers. The the yeah. reactions from it are just <laughs> stunning. Yeah. And and that's the thing. I'm I'm using it as, as like this pseudo memory thing. Yeah. And uh like that's scratching the surface of the stuff that it could do, which again is a big problem with trying to do stuff in my show because mm-hmm. the stuff that I'm performing is is less magical than it could be to mm-hmm. make sure it's believable, yeah. which is a really weird situation to be in. Uh, <laughs> it's like, oh, you know, that's a really good trick. I could never do it. It's way too good. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah. Well, Tom Crosby, thanks so much for joining me on the Penguin Magic Podcast and sharing yeah. your story. And uh, I, I hope that we uh we get through this soon so that we can see uh whatever whatever uh your show turns into after this or i hope the next worldwide pandemic forces you to uh improve another magic app (laughs) well thank you for having me it's been really good fun that's gonna do it for today kids thanks to tom crosby for speaking with me and thanks to you for listening now even though something like this is scary it is reassuring to hear how well the staff and crew of that ship handled everything we're glad to hear that everyone got home safe and sound from the ship and wish every one of them the best we're going to keep them all in our thoughts Uh, as always uh, some of the entertainers that i'm interviewing are not going to be back on cruise ships for a while so be sure to go to penguinmagic.com look up their name maybe buy a couple of effects and see if we can throw some cash their way I'll be back to speak to you all again on Thursday with our regularly scheduled show. Stay safe out there. And remember, check reputable organizations like the CDC and the WHO for updated information on the coronavirus and the appropriate precautions and actions to take. From me and everyone else at the P3 Magic Studios, practice, practice, perform.